Welcome to the Story Brigade. Yay! <laughs> I said it right that time. You did. Good job. Perfect. We're... Here we talk about stories. Yes. In weird combinations. Weird combinations. Yeah. 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 Stories. Stories. <laughs> High five. High five. See you on the other side. And welcome back to Woo! the Story Brigade. We're back. Story Brigade. Uh, we, we're just so ready. It's it's uh, it's morning. It, it is it is morning for me. We've got a little we got a little reversal here. Voice. Yeah, I might yeah. I might be the tired one, but I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. uh let's just dive. Spin that spin that wheel. Okay. I want I want to make sure we got this sound. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if you can change the colors at some. I wonder. <gasps> What? <laughs> Contemporary James Bond spy film. Hi, that a new one that you just? No, had? this is actually this is from a while ago, because I feel like there's a strong distinction between uh, classic and contemporary. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk yes. about it. And then. We'll decide. Oh my! Oh my god! My god. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that to come up. I, I guess I wasn't either. Christopher Nolan. Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. I mean, yeah, it is. It is one of those things. Like that's kind of the whole point of this is it's not what you're expecting. You know, like as, as soon as you get one category, you're like, oof. Yeah. What else? So it's yeah. This will actually cross a bunch of bridges, probably. For I us. think so. so. And it, it's crazy too, because depending on how you say it, you're like. It's a contemporary James Bond, Christopher Nolan film, which makes Christopher Nolan the most important part. Or you could say it's a contemporary James Bond film that has Christopher Nolan aspects. Right. Like, which makes fun. So whatever. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so for contemporary James Bond, did you think like, that, like Daniel Craig came in or since Pierce Brosnan? I think, came in? I mean, originally I was thinking... Daniel Craig, but I think it may, it it actually makes more sense to make that Pierce Brosnan distinction, um, right? That that right. from all of the previous James Bonds to Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig, um, so it kind of gives us a little freedom of which direction okay. we want to so, take it. Like the more, I mean, Daniel Craig is definitely more. He's psychologically hurt. <laughs> yeah. And just not the best, no, you know. Yeah. It's like him after his prime mm-hmm. versus Daniel. Well, Craig. well, those or, those have been the best. Daniel Craig is he's like Casino Royale. He just wasn't the best. <laughs> like I rewatched that recently, and he just like Skyfall. He what? And, and, Skyfall. and Skyfall. Well, yeah, yeah, but just but like like, like Casino Royale, he just like isn't good enough and makes stupid mistakes. Whereas Skyfall, he's like, but that's. His first mission. Yeah, right? ex- exactly, exactly. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, to some degree, I feel like a contemporary James Bond, Christopher Nolan film is Tenet. That's what I was yeah. thinking, and so I wanted. I haven't seen it. Yeah. So I. That's yeah. What it literally sounded. like. Yeah, I mean, so I think we should take it in a different direction. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. It literally sounds like a globe-trotting spy yeah. thing with 
weird Christopher Nolan aspects. That's literally yeah, time, right? pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, what other did you even take in it? Oof. Uh, man, yeah. Okay, so so contemporary James Bond. We've got uh, if we go with the Daniel Craig route, we've got kind of emotionally questionable characters who you know aren't the best at what they do. Uh, or if we go the, the Pierce Brosnan route, we're dealing with the Cold War, the, the end of the Cold War, and kind of a bit more uh, stereotypical, fun, crazy silliness, which while we're thinking, I'm going to vamp for time and just plug the fact that uh, a, cu- a couple of weeks ago on, uh, like, not not so much a bet, but just a discussion with a friend, I put a bunch of ABBA music to opening scenes or the opening title sequences from James Bond films. Yeah. And it works so well. I rewatched a couple of them the other day. I, I think you sent it to me and I never actually got to see it. I wanted Let to... me, I'll, 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 re, I'll resend it to you. It's, <laughs> oh my Please. God. Yeah. They, they fit so weirdly where you just start watching. You're like, this works. Like, like it's like Mama Mia. Or no, I think it's dancing, dancing queen with Casino Royale, and it's you know that opening like piano riff was like, do, 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 do. yeah. It, it literally it's like as James Bond shoots the gun and the blood starts coming down. That's when he goes, do, do, do. It's just like it's such a weird juxtaposition, but it works so well. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, now. Trying to find showtimes for Tenet. <laughs> okay, so so I, I think I think we should we should tap into you know so for for Tenet, Christopher Nolan looked at um like kind of the like forward backwardness of time in in the broadest sense you know and, and Christopher Nolan seems to really like playing with time. Um, he does. Seems to be a common. Yeah, I think I think we should find a different way. To play with time so, in a what, spy film. What if? Hmm. Uh, sorry. What, what, what were you going to say? Back to like memento aspect. Okay. Aspects. I'm on board with that. Is it? I mean, contemporary James Bond. We could think of like, rather than it being a big spectacle, it's more like a smaller. Like there are set pieces, mm-hmm. but or the gritty psychological kind of like memento was. Yeah. 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 Okay to go like that where we we just take a james bond movie and jump up the story like the plot (laughs) a bunch of different pieces rearrange them um yeah i'm on board with that so so here just because this is what i want to do what if we just do a um like an origins james bond thing right okay with um idris elba because we just want idris but to be, or a female James Bond, which I thought would kind of be cool, but then also, yeah, it's it's that it's that big discussion everyone's been getting into about does a female James Bond make sense since he's like the embodiment of quote unquote masculinity? Exactly. So she should be a lesbian and what? <laughs> yeah, and just also womanizer, and then it would be really. I think that would be so. <laughs> I mean, that could work. That that definitely that definitely could work. I guess. Wouldn't that be kind of cool and do like a whole weird spin on it? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I... Like, kinda, like, so she, she could kind of be, I mean, like, cause there's a whole, 
aspect of um not to always bring it to the last of us part two but there's a character <laughs> last of us part two uh abby and people she's really buff mm. like you're like i do not want to mess with her she will kill me um and she was modeled after an actual CrossFit bodybuilder huh. who acts like a female bodybuilder who right. has that body type. And people, mostly white guys, straight guys, who are like, oh, is she like actually a man dressed up like as a woman or whatever? And right. like, you just seen female body types right. in more ways than there are. Like, yeah. not all women are, you know, just curvy bombshells. Yeah. So that could be another way of showing like although although that that is i'm not saying it'll work right 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 no no i it just it got me thinking about the fact has christopher nolan done a film with a female lead i also thought that too he's really into his dudes and even watching like tenant i was like it's a bunch of dudes and like a couple women stuck in the side so yeah yeah, so it'd be kind of not in keeping with any of those. I just like the idea. Yeah, now. you know what? Let's let's switch it up though. Let's let's give him a female lead. Yeah, and James Bond also hasn't. But then we can still kind of keep the machismo, and mm-hmm. you can still have a character who's very sure of herself. Yep. And like, well, it depends if you want it to be an origin. I think I think actually the best way to do it would to have her be more established so that you can play off the James Bond tropes. Mm. Wait. Oh, what now if what? what if it's like we're combining Casino Royale and Skyfall where the like time jump messing with is oh. her first mission and like her last mission and somehow oh, that- they like tie together in some be way. Batman, kinda. It'd be what? Batman Begins. Like we'd be jumping back and forth, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I get. So, like her starting her first mission and then her last mission, yeah. or her this most recent kind of mission. Oh, I get yeah. what you're saying. So Skyfall, where it also this now new mission is bringing her back to. The first mission, some yeah, something that has to do or with it. But but we we still we still play with the uh, the memento kind of time thing to so some degree. Bond is Batman. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of like I'm, I'm trying to to kind of like sculpt it out of the unknown. That yeah. sounds weird, but. I, I'm feeling that, but, but like you know, like the the first mission moves. Maybe the first mission moves forward, and the the future mission moves backwards. That I mean, that doesn't. I, I mean, I don't want to just replicate oh, memento. Meaning, kind of like oh, memento. Interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to feel like if there's some something there, you know, like maybe her first mission. There's, you know, she stopped some big bad guy, and she had to hide something in the futures huh here's another thing to think about just quickly yeah 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 with memento it's so like it functions the way it does because we're in the head of the main character oh true about this stuff right so and I, I was trying to think very briefly about batman begins and other stuff he's done where it's kind of jumps in time like batman begins is I guess less so of jumping back and forth in time. It's just 
The first half. The first half is what first half. Around. Yeah. Back and forth in time, and then it kind of solidifies into. Yeah. I guess it's to establish a lot of stuff at once. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, to establish his past, and also. Yeah, add that kind of mystery. Mm-hmm. So I maybe that's kind of the way to go. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or if we can figure out a way to do the memento route, I think it just has to be justified because especially memento, like there's Mm -hmm. a reason why it's that Mm -hmm. way. Also, it's really hard to write. That's (laughs) yeah. Writing right now, but that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, Hmm. I like that though. Having like an early mission, or um, I actually wrote a. uh, This is kind of unrelated, but. It's not super unrelated. I was just thinking about time-wise because I basically had a uh, a short story when I was at Interlock in like a short mm. story class, and because mm. I was like, I want to do cool stuff, I wrote a uh, and I was so into Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote uh, it was a short story, and it took place over three time periods, and it was this. Oh. Um, it, it was like a a mission at the beginning, then like a family thing, then a mission at the end where he's hunting down this person who wronged him. And oh. first one was told in the past tense. The second one oh. was present tense. And the last one was told in the future tense. You remember this? I think I do. I think I do remember you sending this to me. Yeah. And, and so like the, the clincher that I had to do was fig- you figure out who the person in the future is in the, at the end of the present tense. So it's still oh. all fun into like, like it jumps back and forth in time. Right. But you only get the clarity. Like, like that's kind of what I'm thinking is we have to get the clarity at the end from like right. the center, you know? And that's yeah. how it works. It like comes together where you get that mm-hmm. clarity from this moment that's actually in the middle rather than the outer bits. So maybe if there's some way to have that clarity with these two missions, or even if it's just the middle of one mission, you know? Yeah. So, so like that turning point, emotional point has to be there. Yeah. So something like that. That's kind of what I'm. Hmm. Right. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. No. No. It, it totally. It totally makes sense. Man, it's almost like Chris Nolan and his brother are geniuses for being able to figure this stuff out. Because man, I'm I'm just trying to like bang my head against a wall, trying to to piece it well, together. You it, know. Um, a little wild to write, and the shorts yeah. are a little less tight than that. Oh, the uh, jo- Jonathan Nolan's short story. Yeah, Memento Mori. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, Connecticut Post has it. I'm a what? Tenant. <laughs> <laughs> Six o'clock. You you could go today. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I, I'd love to I don't even think it's in IMAX tomorrow there's a oh. Bowtie Criterion Cinema I don't think it's Criterion Collection oh crap <laughs> I think that's just what they call it did you go to Danbury um, I think I went to Stanford oh, okay yeah Maybe I'll anyways I, anyways stay, 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 on, stay on track <laughs> stay on track yeah Ugh. Um. okay so, uh, 
yeah, let me get back to this. It's going to be, it's going to so, be cool. Yeah. yeah. So the reveal, spoiler alert for anyone reading the short story I wrote like <laughs> nine years ago at this point. So the, the gist was that um, the, the pre the cast was, I believe it was this guy and his brother breaking into this facility. Okay. Um, the present was this family gathering where, okay. where I think his parents get killed. And then the future was him hunting down the killer. And the reveal at the end of this middle one was that it was the brother from the first one who uh, like had been a foreign agent or got picked up to be a foreign right. agent and killed the parents or whomever they were with. And so that's who he's hunting down in the future. But in the future, what's so cool about writing is you can just say the killer or something. Yeah. No identifying features. So you can just say, like, mm -hmm. they did this. And then at the middle, you realize, oh, my gosh, that's the killer. And it mm -hmm. kind of changes it. So, like, that could be another thing where, I mean, that's really it is. You just kind of, like, the middle would be the reveal of what the future events are. So, the one, right. because you're more familiar with, with Casino Royale. Um, mm -hmm. Like, so what, what aspects of that do you think? Well, so this new female badass yeah. James Bond, which so we got it, the it, new oh. name. <laughs> what? Because it can't be James Bond. It's got to. Yeah, I mean, the question is, do we want to actually make this a straight, straight up James Bond movie or just a spy movie? You did say James Bond spy movie. I like the idea of taking the James Bond trope, though, mm. and also because both with Christopher Nolan and the more contemporary James Bond, having a female lesbian right. Bond, I think would also have a lot of psychological aspects that she's dealing with in perhaps a male dominated or right. a, a area where the women have a very specific role. Right. Either like in Casino Royale, there's a love interest, right? Like having a love interest who is the best love interest in James Bond history. <laughs> their, their chemistry and dynamic is so good. Really a guy good. Um, yeah. yeah, no. So, so basically the big points of Casino Royale is it opens with his first kill as a double okay. O, you know, with his license to yes. kill and then, and then quickly followed by his second kill. Uh, then it, it shows, you know, him kind of on his first mission and he's super suave and charismatic, but, you know, he ends up getting some people killed accidentally. You know, this girl he's sleeping with ends up dying um, in kind of like a Goldfinger kind of way, way you know. Um, and then, and then you know, he falls for Vesper and he does his whole thing. You know, there's, there's even a scene, like, it really shows the vulnerability of him. You know, there's, there's a scene where he basically, you know, takes a drink from someone and drinks it gets poisoned and just barely gets like an adrenaline shot to keep himself alive. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Yeah, and then and then at the end he he gets captured by the bad guys and tortured. And it turns out With he's the only released ball whipping scene. Yep, yeah, classic classic stripped down ball whipping classic. scene. Uh and then he gets released and he actually quits MI6 to to go live with Vesper um until he finds out that 
the reason he's alive is she basically sold sold out some government secrets to keep him alive. Uh, and he tries to save her, but she ends up dying and he swears vengeance on the people that uh, killed her. Oh, so yeah, what yeah. if, what if, what if that's what it is, is, is the, the past is him being or her being an agent. And then at the end of the past, someone close to her dies and she quits the agency and swears vengeance and the present or the future is, is just her going rogue, killing people or, or no, no. What if, what if it's like, I mean, we, uh, I mean, I just, I want to avoid tropes. So I'm just going to throw this out here so we can kind of yeah, yeah. over and think yeah. about it, but it's, it's her um, being brought back into the agency after having gone rogue years ago and kind of been separate from the agency. I- so it's kind of skyfall. Yeah. Where where she where she gets brought back in to take care of something that has something to do with the past. I actually really like that because then the the bit I'm imagining at the end is this perfect, like happy moment. Or like the 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 ending middle is when it's really happy right before the person that oh. dies. Like maybe it yeah. open one of the bits is like someone dies. Or something you'd have to make. I mean, Chris Nolan is right. not necessarily emotionally tied in sometimes, so you can mm. probably get away with it. But like having that be the end, be this happy. It's kind of like um, "Merrily We Roll Along," where the ending is that happy, like, like oh my gosh, so, it could yeah. Be, so so we have to so what if, together, and then the whole movie you've seen her lose it and had to, and and uh, and what what if what if you like hear like we never actually see this whether it's a love interest or like a family member we never see them die we just have heard that that is what pushed her over the edge and we uh you know we we hear uh, she like tells a monologue about like oh you know we we were in in venice and uh and there's some like identifying feature of like you see see something red and then in that final shot we see something red well, but we I, don't I was thinking we just ended on the happy however moment. then you end on the death and i'd rather end on the happy moment right before the death no that, that's that's, that's oh, what i'm oh, saying oh, oh, oh. Is, is we don't we don't see the death or anything oh it's just there there is some connection where our minds go oh wait this this is the place where i mean i think you happens. could also just have the death at the beginning and just have it be either from her perspective so you don't see who the like an explosion because mm. that happens all over James Bond, or, right? Because that yeah, was yeah. Like monsters. Remember how the opening of monsters is one thing. Do you do you remember? Do you? I don't wait. What is the opening of monsters? I actually it's I, liter- I just remember them in Mexico. Yeah, City. no, it's literally um the opening is just from the the point of view of these military guys. <gasps> oh, yeah, right. monsters super great. You should check it out. Um, Gareth Ed- Edwards. I never know. I think it's Gareth Edwards, yeah. Or Gareth Evans. <laughs> ah, learned about them at the same time. Anyways, super great. But the opening, <laughs> also not spoiler. I won't spoil it. I won't say anything. But there's some, somehow it ties right. in, and you don't realize the opening is from these soldiers' point of view. And at the end, you see the people that they kind of rescue, and what happens in the opening takes on new meaning. And so that's. Oh, right. You could have something like that where it's just following her and she's like, no! And then there's like an explosion and blah, blah. And you're like, 
okay, clearly someone important died or whatever. And yeah. Like, the location shows up, like you're saying at the end. Like, so the visual cues are there rather yeah. than just about it, yes. you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing I was thinking about was uh, what you kind of brought up in Skyfall and also seems to kind of recur in the James Bonds that I can recall because two Quantum of Solace Sorry, and say again? Uh, whatever the newest one were, I like nothing Spectre. from them. But I, I went back and d- did a little research, especially after watching their opening yeah. scenes. Um, yeah, there's not a ton that really goes on. And yeah, like super so, so the gist from the other two, though, is um, vulnerability, it seems like. You were... So, like, having yes. happy kind of a theme in this, yeah. too, I think could be could mm-hmm. be either both as a as yeah. a an agent. And then also, I don't know if you want to delve into this, but having some aspect of, like, PTSD-like flash. Yeah. I mean, from that, uh, honestly, that I, I explosion, think, I think... you know, or something. I don't know. I don't um... know if that would work. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I kind of like pulling the aspects from Casino yeah. Royale and Skyfall that, you know, we're looking at vulnerability from a young perspective and vulnerability from an older cool. perspective. Okay. Um, you, you know, there's there's some vulnerability of like not being the best anymore, um, and then and then I think yeah, we could, we could pull in some some PTSD. Well, no, I, but I, I think, think if it's older, I'm just wondering how we're gonna bridge because if it's the like a way later the end kind of a mission then yeah also sorry sorry you 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 just you, um, you cut out there what was that the, the first mission and then like a later mission right um mm. connect and also have that love interest that connects them right. either we have to jump time a little bit which hey doing but i feel like you have to jump time a lot right. and also in theory she's getting to know this love interest in the first one and unless the love interest and her have a good life together for a chunk of time oh then right. she's gonna have to die pretty soon after that and then she won't have to be an old seasoned agent by the time she goes on the rampage kind of thing you know well like well so so what if what if the no, no so, so what so what if the rampage what if it isn't that the future that we're seeing is her going on a rampage what if she already went on the rampage she got her revenge and she has kind of been living an isolated life since then and the future that That's we're seeing so is her cool. kind of getting called back in for something related but you know like like maybe the mastermind behind it all like turns out she didn't get him or he's still alive no no or, I, I yeah know, somehow you know, it ties so, back so to the first lives. one or her love kind of like you're saying like mm-hmm. in casino royale right uh, um like i like that what if what if vulnerability and also you could see how good an agent she is in the first half and then, oh she's like a legend yeah and then coming back and she's like i don't want any part of this like really enjoying it the first half and really not yep but i like the vulnerability thing 
what if what if um what if the bad guy in the future half is the love interest brother who be- kind of became radicalized by the death of his sister oh. and she kind of has to hunt him down but then also is conflicted about it because she he's kind of quote unquote right about like she's you know the main character still pissed that would about- make because then maybe uh, he down. hates her because she's the cause of his sister's death. Yeah, I could, I could see that happening. The, the one thing I'm trying to wonder about, not to <laughs> go down that route that you don't like as much, but what, what kind of themes no, that's fine. would you say are kind of the overarching in Casino Royale? I'm up vulnerability. I'm just okay, um, in uh, in, yeah. ca- in Casino Royale, I'll try and think of Skyfall. Yeah. Um, Casino Royale. I, I honestly, I think there's like an edge of innocence, right? Okay. You know where where it fe- like he feels young. It feels like he's trying. It feels like he's almost acting right. like Pierce Brosnan's James you Bond. Do it like. And then when he's not around other people... It's almost like he thinks he can be Brosnan's James Bond, and then the world is like, doesn't work like that. Yeah. Right, and you you see anytime he's not... Like, like when he sits down at a poker table, he's Pierce Brosnan's James Bond. But when he's alone in his room or he's talking with Vesper, you see Mm. a different side of him, which which I think is the important part. Because I like Um, that. I feel like... um, Yeah. And and in um, Skyfall, it seems to be like the past, like you can't escape the past. Both mm-hmm. his personal past and then yeah. the professional past. Literally, the bad guy is a guy from the past who hates this organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I I wonder if there's some way to marry those into some other theme. <laughs> that's kind of what it seems like <laughs> we're trying to do is have like the past of the film mm. be her as this innocent trying to be like what if that's also part of it is her trying to be the james bond that everyone trying to be the pierce brosnan james bond and one she's not she's a different her own person um right but also then the world is more brutal than she suspected like Daniel Craig knows. I don't know. Right. Yeah, and then yeah. the future would be um, kind of like like that could be the the brother coming back to cause his revenge. Unless, unless I mean, <laughs> to, to be honest, I, I'm getting some uh, some like born ultimatum <laughs> vibes as well. Yeah. True. Yeah. You know, like, on on a bit of a, a, a I mean, but yeah, I, I don't think she should go on like a rampage necessarily. I think the future should be she is brought back in to do yeah. one last mission, you know, yeah. um, and and it's it's kind of this nostalgia of her going to all these places. I mean, honestly, we could also play into a bit of nostalgia of like. This, the made-up spy movies we all remember, 
you know, like, I mean, from an audience perspective, but from the character's perspective, it's like, you know, the, the way things used to be of, of, you know, in, in the first half, she's got these silly gadgets, but then in the future version, you know, she like comes across an old garage that like has this stuff in it and it just feels so banal, you know, with, with hindsight. Yeah. Almost. Like, yeah. Like an exploding so I'm pen. Like, of, come on, no, no, guys. I think that works. I'm, I don't, I'm trying to think of, again, themes of uh, like Christopher Nolan movies because right. they're up in time. So trying to figure out what unifying yeah. aspect there is of like Batman Begins. And it seems. I mean, love. Well, seems to be Batman a big Begins, one, I don't know if there's as much out he really doesn't have love there's That's not a lot fair. of love <laughs> i mean love but Inter- interstellar is all about love inception is is largely about love uh prestige kind of about love yeah all right fair enough yeah i totally you know, forgot about the prestige i did too actually until just now that doesn't i mean honestly i feel like our jumping around will be very similar that to the prestige. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what if, oh, yeah. wait. So, so you know how he just kind of plays with, with time and yeah. interesting storytelling techniques and stuff? What if, what if throughout this, like we only see the first half of the movie through a classified document. So we, we don't see the full story. Like we're only seeing the bits that have been declassified and we kind of have to piece together. So so it could be kind of that the stuff that happened. So it could be kind of like, you never saw, um, uh, true detective season (laughs) one, right? Uh, okay, uh, but like in the first two episodes, it's like them (laughs) to like the reporters in the future about what happened in the past, right? So, like, it could be something like that where they're like trying to talk about a declassified document with her or something or with someone else and being like, this is what it says happened, and then we cut to what it says happening. Kind of is that what you're thinking? Yeah, 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 although. It could be interesting if, like, it starts with her returning to the agency and being put back in the field. And the current, like, M, you know, the current head of the organization sits down with the old head of the organization and is like, I just authorized, like, putting a loose cannon out in the field. And I need you to tell me what actually happened. And and they, like, go through the file or, or some something like that, you know? Um, and so, so just, just so that it's not just so that we, we can see the main character out in the field and, and continue that story while also that would be really cool. That would actually be, I think, um, yeah, because then you could actually have some memento stuff where some of the what the like pulling it a couple different times, yeah, and then it's not, um you're not a hundred percent sure which is the, what really happened, which is also, but that has to be in key. Right. The theme, not to hand on, but like 
that's why it works right. so well yep. in Memento, because yep. literally it's about like the faultiness of memory and what you do. So somehow this right. has to be like. What if it has to kind of do with like the stories we tell ourselves, uh, you know, like in, in terms of how, how memories are just the stories we tell ourselves and, and they get skewed and they get okay, changed. Cool. I actually, honestly, we remember we... them. go on. Uh, I really like that. We yeah. could make this story really emotional for this, this character. But I feel like it would, I mean, they are. Christopher Nolan's movies are kind of emotional, but it's like a weird... It's a weird thing. The spectacle can like, yeah. be like there in between the emotion. I mean, I, I think I think it can be emotional in the way that, that Skyfall is emotional. Right. You know? It's like, it doesn't it, it doesn't make you tear up or anything, but it like it hits you. That by the time you get to the end of that movie, you're like, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know? All right. Like, just... It's, yeah, so as long as, because the only thing about having it be them talking about this mission is we've got to be sure that where um, this girl is still the protagonist within it, because I feel like it could easily be if you're reading a report or they're talking about it, then they it kind of becomes their point of view of this stuff and them talking about it. In which case, I guess it could be like the usual suspects. I mean, where, so... You know, there is another guy coming in, but it's kind of from a different well, perspective. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I think, you know, okay. we'll... I, 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 do, I do know what you mean, but but like the, the future stuff will be strictly with her. Should be, um, too, You know, like we will be... Support, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yet, yeah, yes. But that's why maybe. I feel like if it's I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking like, like and being like, this is what you wrote in the report. Is that really what happened? Like that would make more sense, and that's also from her point of view. And also, we can have several contradictory versions of what happened in the past. You know. So okay. So what if it's if if they're sitting down with her and okay okay we're, we're jumping around time here so 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 there's the sequence in the yeah. future no well no in in the present yeah. where she's she's brought yeah. back from retirement and stuff and we do that whole thing then it turns out this debrief is after that where the head of like MI6 is trying to like figure out what led to this but we're seeing it, like so. It's like the present, the future is stuff. the debrief, and then there's the past, which is the mission, and then the far past, which. Is... Uh, yes, yes, huh. yeah. So yeah, what's exactly. the far past then? Um, and so, so the far past is her debriefing wait, wait, and wait, explaining wait, wait, wait. I things. Thought the present but or the future we, was her we, debriefing. Yes, but what she is debriefing of is the far past. So, so it's like, so, so basically the, the timeline is in the far past, stuff happened that is kind of classified and whatnot. She leaves the agency and then 
years, years later, she gets brought back in and does a mission. In the aftermath of the mission, the head of MI6 wants to figure out what happened in the far, far past to make sense of the mission. But didn't they call her in for the mission that just happened? Yes, they did, but they didn't debrief. Like, like it's, it's like the, the head of MI6 is trying to make sense of, of what happened in the mission that he just called her back on. And so he is debriefing. Why would it matter? What for the mission in the far, far past. Right Something to do with how the mission wrapped up or, or some like, you know, loose end that, that they were confused about or something. Um, and so, but, but, but then you have it where like, it's clear that there's something she's not saying. And so when they go, when she's talking about the far, far past, we establish her as like uh, an unreliable narrator where she's explaining one thing, but we see it a different way, you know, kind of thing. I, I clearly haven't sold you. Let me, let me, let me try Let me try this again. So I think the, the reason I was thinking of it this way is I just, I don't really like the idea of slowing down her narrative when she gets called back in by having her debrief about I stuff. never thought that would happen. Oh, so when I is thought... the debrief happening? I I mean I get I guess I guess honestly the way it plays out it's dang, yeah, okay. Yeah, like <laughs> forget all of that. Why you're debriefing for something that I'm happened a long that. time ago later unless like it well, it's like, it's, it's like a new head of MI6 and he's not happy with the classified file that's been redacted and, and whatnot. And he wants, you know, he wants to know the truth of, of what happened or something like that. Um, you know, because the, you know, you know, he wasn't around. Yeah, she originally I, I think did the another thing that, that's going to be important now that I think about it, though, is having it all be... Like, it's hard if there are two missions that are going on simultaneously, and that's the whole plot of the movie, is two things going on, you know? Well, well I mean, Memento basically has mystery. two separate plots that are connected. Like, that's... Yeah, but, but I think... I mean, I, I remember when I, I was watching Memento, I right. felt like it was two separate things, because... All the stuff with the woman, I was like, what is going on with her? And then, you know, the other and then the, the other stuff, I was like, what's going on with him? You know, and so I think these two missions can be connected in the end, but it's fine if they're two kind yeah, of parallel just, things. Again, with Memento, it is one story in the end. And, and this, yeah, this I, I'm saying it would too, have to be like to that's some degree. The, like that's the thing is two actually completely separate missions years apart that were tied together yeah no i but yeah but but i think they they connect in some way where like at the end of the first mission she thinks someone's dead and then the second mission realizes they're still alive or something um and and it is it is kind of that reveal of uh you know something she's told at the beginning of the second mission doesn't really mean anything to the audience until yeah the end of the first mission 
where you're like, oh, that. Well, again, that, it all together. I, oh, I think there's got to be a good reason for that. Otherwise, like thematic, why we're jumping around in time so much. And... <laughs> because we're but trying to make God, like all his James stuff Bond's is, spy film. Like, <laughs> like yeah, no, no, I, I, I know, I, I know what you that. mean. And I'm, I'm and just yeah. Like, there's hmm. a good reason hmm. in each. Is yeah, that, I mean, is there a good it's literally reason in the mostly, um, Literally, it's a movie about sleight of hand. Like, that's all it's about. And about fooling the audience so that you don't want it. And then he's literally pulling time sleight of hand. And also because half of it is like journal readings that one character is reading of another character about themselves. And you're like, ah, what right. is going on? But that's because they also don't know what the other person's doing and then that's also part of the trick so it's like it totally fits like it's perfect right. it's really convoluted like it's so confusing to actually suss out what's happening and what's truthful and what isn't but at the end you're like whoa got there emotionally somehow <laughs> same with memento you're like wow i don't remember anything that happened somehow i'm here so what if so, so what if we so what, also, can I just go, say, go backwards? As you where... pointed out, there's several Christopher Nolan films that may deal with time, but it's not as like his more recent mm -hmm. stuff. I not including Tenet because I haven't seen it, but like Interstellar, maybe not the best example. But Inception, let's say, like it, it's not time jumping. <laughs> it does yeah. mess with time, but it doesn't jump back and forth in time. So right. So maybe. Right. Like, there's other options also, maybe, is kind of what I'm saying. Because I like the innocence yeah. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. like, a um, young operative coming in. And I like the old operative. I just think we've got to have a good unifying theme with both of them. To kind right. of tie that film together. Um... um yeah. like the casino royale bit of i mean there's someone that she really loves and then they die and it kind of disillusions them and i mm -hmm. like the idea of an ending where um they have that perfect moment and you're like oh shoot this isn't gonna last you know <gasps> yeah what if I don't know if this helps you with theme at all, but what if it's that at the end of like the first bit, she captures the bad guy who killed her girlfriend or wife. And she regrets this whole time, not killing him in the field. And so the second mission is like 30 years later, he escapes and now she wants yep. to get revenge and actually kill him. And I know but the whole time we, we don't no know emotional that, connection you know? to this random girl. It's just this woman going on a revenge binge to hunt down for this girl. Like the whole great part to me is that there's this. Well, no, no. What, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, we, we still we still have the this whole, whole romance and relationship. Maybe we don't I... even see her capture. Oh, no, that's just that's just how it ends. Like, like that, that, and maybe we don't even see her capture him, 
you know, maybe we just hear about the fact that she captured him. Um, and so this, you know, we're basically, we're seeing this romance blossom. And then in the future, we're seeing her track down this guy. And we think it's just because she's angry about what he did to the girlfriend. And then we discover it's actually because in her mind, she made the mistake of capturing this person as opposed to just killing him for revenge. How about... And then it kind of becomes a revenge story. How about this instead? Um, okay. Okay. Cause okay. <laughs> just because. I'm sticking with the bits that I really like. And, and so you have... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and it's also very similar to... Yeah, I'm trying... A lot of pieces stuck together. So you have... Um, okay. The, the f- first mission is kind of a standard it would be so sad (laughs) it it would be like a standard james bond (laughs) she's young she's super good at what she does she's super suave with both the men and the ladies um because that's the world we live Mm -hmm. in now um and so it's kind of cool because she gets to play guys like guys and we're like haha good for you feminism anyways she um so so in that way we can find the femme fatale or the bond girl and that can be wouldn't it be cool if she was his son Mm -hmm. or his daughter james bond's daughter (laughs) okay oh my no no throwing that out right now no (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> I don't anyway. want to see him as a dad. I don't. I know. Well, it would still be dad good. by James so, Bond. They'll be so rugged. So she asked British. Uh, anyway, so the point geez. is, we have the whole yeah. basic James Bond where she and a Bond girl then get to like team up, kind of like in that, mm-hmm. and then also, um, mm-hmm. uh, blah blah blah, um, um, like they also form a relationship where they're like like slowly fall in love with each other kind of like in a row and they're like really good chemistry mm-hmm. really good together and you're like wow this is great the second mission is seeing her die like so we see it and see her die mm-hmm. so the mystery isn't that she died we're aware okay. from getting that she died and the whole thing is okay. and then so it's immediately the uh-huh. aftermath from that of her then trying to track down the people who then also haven't decided yet whether or not it would be against the organization's wishes or also helps out the organization. So like, sure, go after that guy. Cause also they're a terrible person and trying to steal government secrets. So it helps both of you probably would be her going against whatever. Anyways, at some point. So at that, and then going after this person and then doing that. So then the crazy thing would be, you'd have these two plots of like the classic James Bond and then the revenge of this person that you see in this one side. And you're like, Oh, how is that going to tie together? Right. Um, like clearly this person killed this person, killed the love interest. And that was a bad call. Cause James Bond, female James Bond isn't mm-hmm. going to stand for that. Blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, the twist is very memento-y because that's the whole thing I was thinking about was like memento. The twist is that it was him all along. Like he decided, like he's the bad guy. 
And so having the decision be like, mm. it based off a decision that she made that caused this death. Or even if she decided, like, she couldn't oh. let, she found out something about this girl that she really cared about and couldn't. Like, does, you know what I'm kind of getting at? Like, that. And then having Yeah, that, yeah, that I, th- th- so I think I do. Sad. But then she like has to has to do something about that, and is like is put in the position at the end. The biggest decision isn't trying to get this guy; it's like her deciding the fate of this person that she really cares about. Kind of, isn't the the James Bondy aspect, but that, right. And I don't know what it would be, but like, like, like somehow, you know, like, so then that's Hmm. a twist that you're like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. And that's pretty sad. And then really it's her having, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've just, I've, I've been watching a lot of the boys recently. And so I'm kind of desensitized to like, um, I don't know, like, oh, we should feel bad for this person because, plot twist, they did something horrible or, or questionable uh, and, and stuff. Yeah, I don't... Um, yeah, I'm not thinking... Hopefully not like the boys. You know. It's kind of like Memento. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I know you're not, you're for, not thinking for her the boys. Keep herself I'm just... Going, yeah, for some... be sad. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like I've seen a... And you're going to ask me for examples and I don't have them, but I feel like I've just like, I've seen that plot kind of play out of people trying to kind of mimic memento in, in that way of, of, and, and I feel like, honestly, I think this is our hardest story yet Maybe. Like, of, of, of piecing it together. These, these two disparate sides. I mean, we spent 54 minutes uh, <laughs> try, try, right. trying, trying, yeah. trying to, to kind of crack this nut. And, and I think it's, it's a it's a tricky one, you know, um, and 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 I guess I guess I'm I'm on board with with what you're saying, but it actually goes back to something else you said earlier, which is, you know, why right. are we seeing yeah, yeah that's it, it this way, you know, um, why why are we we playing with time in such a way, um, and. And and I think that's gonna be the yeah the the solution. Um, wait, okay, okay. Um, I, I got a cool idea. Hear me out. I'm I'm kind of figuring this out. No, you can go first. Okay, do you want to go first? I mean, unless. Oh, okay. Okay. What if what if this is from the perspective of the bad guy? And they're trying to piece together why she's coming after him. And and he just sees it through, uh, you know, like video footage or, or interviews with p- people. Yeah. Or, I mean, it, or, but like it's in exciting ways, of establishing. You know, um... Yeah. Okay. Before I go into that, can I say my end? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I offered you to go first. Hold in this way <laughs> is that it takes place in the present of like her having this death happen and then going after this guy and then throughout 
the plot, she remembers the first mission where she met this person. And so those are flashbacks to the first mission of meeting this person that we see die at the beginning. So that would, that's kind of. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I just, I feel like, I feel like that's too, that's too normal for Christopher Nolan, you know, (laughs) but, but uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to disparage it because I don't. But like, that's a good better. reason what if, why. What if though? The time. No, I mean it, it. It would it would be a good oh, reason. Yeah. It's just like it's it's definitely been done before, you know. Like it's just it's it's flashbacks to explain. But the current, then it, uh, it is more like memento though, because so, whatever happens um, at the end, it's like sheds light on both parts in a way you weren't expecting, you know. Yeah, but it, but again, I feel like I've seen that, you know, like where, where, where you have a movie where they shed light, you know, these, these I mean, because that's kind of the point of flashbacks is, is there to shed light on. Yeah, I mean, I guess mainly the present, but um, but yeah. Hmm. Also, the, the before so, OK, bad, but yeah, Th- third, third solution. What's the third? No, 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 no I know, I know. Yeah, let's just third, throw third it all solution. into the wind and pick something different. What if? Let's let's throw it all into the wind. Uh, so we are. Let's go backwards this way because she, yes, she has. Honestly, yeah. what what if the whole movie is in reverse? Yeah. Like it's it's like that that short film. Eve, Eve let's Ball. just do it. Falling we're, we're, out. The whole everything is moving backwards. Let's. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. She she falls out of love. We we start at the end of her revenge streak. So and then there, we go backwards to when she died, like and then and then we go to yeah that are actually oh really the, yeah revenge Shoot. as well. I mean, so we could do that. It's like pretty straightforward backwards. <laughs> but um, what I I like this idea of throwing it completely out and picking something different. So I'm trying to think of how we could how we could do that keeping only. <laughs> Because, okay, what parts are we agreed on? Female James Bond. You okay with that? Okay. The love interest, you're liking that bit? Yeah. Important. Yep. Okay, so Casino Royale-esque. So that's kind of like yep. what we got so far. <laughs> and... wait, 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 wait. So what if, what if, what if like the theme Ooh, is kind of like, like scars visually and emotionally? And so throughout it, we, we see these like scars that she gets and as the movie goes we, we kind of see where she gets them and and they go away and so at the end of the movie it's her unscarred and, and over the course of the film we have seen her like where she has acquired each of these scars and it ends with her being unscarred at like the bushy bushy eyed bu- or bright eyed bushy tailed beginning of her career as a as a spy I mean, I- you like that, and you that's know, like a before really, I mean, all this stuff. I don't goes know if down. that's either James Bond or Christopher Nolan, but I definitely see that. <laughs> like, like, so it's literally just a big bunch of vignettes, right? Of right, where she gets scars. So it's what, and I and I mean, they, they follow a plot ish, you know, like it's it's it follows a plot ish, you know, it well, you, you get to see. The revenge you get to see the because well, we, we need we need the emotional scarring as well and, and that will require through lines it's, it's like 
Stuart a life backwards and it's it's um uh someone bent oh. Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Hardy and yeah it was just on HBO and I wanted to see it always and it's literally just about this guy I think Tom Hardy and Benedict Cumberbatch's relationship with him and it goes all the way from him like killing someone and ending up in jail and then his life backwards through what started him on this this darker path to like this thing from his childhood that that kind of started it off so like you know that kind that's kind of what i was imagining there's also one about a rape where it's called not indefensible but like Something like that. And it, it's literally, it starts out with this beating. This, like, woman gives a guy, I'm pretty sure. And it goes back and forth. And, like, the ending is the rape. And it's, like, really brutal. And you're like, oh. <laughs> but you don't, like, like it's only hinted at until oh. then. So I, I would be the other kind of. Right. I mean, so so here's here's how I'm, I'm seeing it. And, and I don't know how christopher nolan this is but, okay. but it starts it's starting to feel like, like a movie that every head, scene you know like a, a star, complete but thing whatever. where yeah but, but so james bond scars. basically you know it opens scars never fade. it opens <laughs> where she kills the no, okay okay just let, let me let me get through this let me get through this that is that is a really good name though i i like that uh so it opens where she kills the bad guy at the end of this and she kind of like, you know, drops the gun and she is exhausted. And we literally then rewind backwards through that to like the, the next scene. And then we let the scene play out forward or, you know, we don't rewind through it, but we basically rewind back to another scene that we want to see. So the scenes still play out forwards, but the rewinding, you know, we kind of move through the space and see, you know, kind of a bridge between it, which tenant involves some rewind. I mean, like backwards movement. I mean, Benta did that so a little kind bit of fits very beginning, Nolan. but ish. Wait, oh, so true, every true. scene we watch um, rewinded as well. But then, uh, no, it's kind of like we rewind to the end of a scene and then watch the scene play out like normal so it ends where we rewound to i don't know classic (laughs) fine maybe maybe it's just maybe maybe it's just merrily we roll along you know we're just we're it's just these scenes in reverse order i mean i kind of like i kind of like that and also that we 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 end on her being Okay, okay. So so in the broadest sense, let's say a Christopher Nolan movie has... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard about this recently. Uh, Christopher Nolan protagonists tend to self-deceive. Like, there's a, there's a thing deception, right, going on? Of, like, oh. the lie is better than dealing with the truth. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. In that sense, I feel like we could have something in the scars never fade where it's like like jumping back back and forth in time, but like there's a I don't know how much you could do as like a straightforward plot. Um 
I guess it would be more prestige But it, I like the idea that you just go back and forth in time to these times where she gets certain scars. But they're always going to be conflict zones. So it's like, you know, yeah, what? Wait. Okay, okay. So what if... I do, yeah. I love that self-deceiving thing. So what if at the... What if at the beginning of the film, we basically get a montage of what led her to right now? And it's like a stereotypical revenge, or, or not revenge, uh, you know, like James Bond story. It's, it's like, you know, you get those beats and you're like, oh, this is a James Bond film. Cool. But then we discover throughout the film that she has been deceiving herself and in conversation with other characters or, or various things, she's forced to recognize what really happened and throughout the film we go back to certain bits of that and see them slightly tweaked or from a different perspective or or whatever and and that's where she gets her scars from is is in each of those scenes or something you know and it it doesn't necessarily have to be maybe some of them are conflict zones maybe maybe she literally gets stabbed in the back by someone she cares about or something like that and and that and that just like shapes a clearer picture of who the character is by the end of the film. Yeah, I, I like that actually. Um, what do you think? I I don't know, like having <laughs> okay. an opening montage. No, but I. I, I mean, I maybe it doesn't open with a montage. A contemporary maybe bit afterwards. Y- you know, m- so she'd have to be dealing with the repercussions. the debriefing oh wait wait so so no so it it opens with her killing the final final bad guy then it goes to james bond title credits yeah you know the the you know video thing then when it comes back from that we basically do a montage of her not a montage but you know so somehow we get it we establish this is how she got to here in a very quick way, you know, or maybe, maybe that's the opening that's the James Bond opening title card or the, you know, the, the video, the opening credits is we basically see how she got to where she is so that it sets up the audience of like, okay, this is who she is. Cool. And then, and then we, when it starts again, we jump back to the beginning of the revenge mission before she killed the bad guy and everything. And we go through that whole mission with her talking to, or, you know, get, getting across. And we, we discover that the, what we believed so in her past yeah, was just that, her delusion I actually, and, I, and I do self-deception. Like that. And I think the thing we then have to do is, is, like, that doesn't seem enough like a self-deception. That's just like we're tricking the audience. So I feel like we've also got Mm. Yeah, no, we just well, well, but I think the character, the we, character sorry, sorry, go ahead. I interrupted you. Believes this is the case. Yes. So, yes. Oh, and it's, and it's that she, she still acts yeah. like a classical spy James Bond character when it's, when she's just ignoring and also real bad stuff that's actually like been going on and, and stuff. And she, it's, it's this facade. Yes, yes, exactly. Where she, which is why she plays up this like, you know, almost James Bond like, you know, 
uh, flirtation with everyone is is to deceive the fact that she truly did fall for this person, and it's her way of kind of yeah. know, soothing over the pain yeah. is by pretending to some degree that she all right, didn't all right. care. So there's, there's oh, two dude, we things cracked that I'm it. Still, yes, thinking about. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay, and and then and then we, and then we need also a poster. The doozy, uh, I then, like it though. And then we got to wrap this up. This, um, is, a, this so, is a doozy. So the just getting a charger. Yes. Don't fall. Um. So. Mm-hmm. Um. This self deception. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So the thing I'm kind of wondering about is. How can we kind of show her uh... I guess I'm trying yeah. to just figure out how to how to show her self-deception. Like it seemed like there's the possibility that she's going on another mission and then she like, like, does she literally believe that she did it okay? And then she'll, like, keep running into people who are... Or... I mean, I, I just... I, I, I see it a lot like Inception. You know, that he, you know, you look at him and you're like, oh, he knows what's, going, what, what's up. But then, like, you just slowly see cracks in that as other characters you know, kind of question him and, and kind of get a, a feel for like, what what's really going on here until you actually discover what, what was, was really going on. Um, and so, you know, I, I just, I just see it as like this mission that she's on. We just see her as like a standard James Bond person. They're like, cool. But you slowly see these cracks and you're like, wait, what's, what's so, really going on there? And then a okay. character so then I kinda you know, get, reminds so then, her of something so then and then she kind of has it a flashback. It could be like the standard James Bond uh just um I'm like maybe with or without the the opening that we talked about before just let me just say this and then we, so um okay. having sure her going on what seems to be a standard mission and yet there's a bunch of aspects of it that have personal kind of meaning and, and bring back either people from her past or memories from her past yep. um, and kind of force her to confront what actually mm-hmm. happens like inception. Um, and so we have some flashbacks of just memories of right. time with this person, but it is mostly a straightforward kind of needing to, to deal with this. And so it's less of like jumping in time film wise, but, but the stuff that happens is important to what's kind of happened yep. in the past. Kind of is that what you're kind of talking about? Yeah, 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 I think so. I think mostly it's it's kind of like we we set up an expectation and then we kind of dissect the expectation and investigate why we remember things a certain way and that, you know, she is clearly right changing how she remembers stuff um 
So then for, for once you know, to do that, I feel like we could have that opening uh, montage of defeating health. the guy and then have another mission that relates to that mission rather than going back in time. Because otherwise it's be her self-deception, you know? Because otherwise... Oh, okay. Well, unless we see her deceiving what, what herself. You, what do you mean? All we're seeing is flashes of how we see it and and we're just deceiving the audience, you know? Like, you need to see the aftermath in order to see her deceiving herself, right? Well, so, yeah, so, so what I was thinking was if we, if mm-hmm. we had the opening James Bond, um, you know, musical number be basically a montage establishing this, mm-hmm. you know, very romantic James Bond-esque history... And then when we jump back in, yeah, that's not self her. That's just deceiving. Go, uh, you know, doing this mission. No, no, but it, it sets the audience like, like the character is deceiving herself. But no, no, but but the, the reason that, that that opening is there is so that the audience kind of gets established of like this is this is where we at again. We're at. And so the that's, audience is along with the, her kind of like as a first person attack no reliable. She's deceiving herself using. Well, but, but right. that's, but that's what but that's not we discover as the film goes along, you know, just like with inception as to what she's actually. Self-deception is so, okay, her so, believing so I guess I'm a little confused. What do you see as self-deception then? But if all we see are like little snippets of her acting a certain way, like if I show little snippets of our cat like laying around all the time and everyone's like, oh, wow, well, they're clearly like, that's a lazy cat. He sleeps all the time. Yeah, but the cat's not deceiving himself that he sleeps all the time. He just does what he does. Just because I showed you shots of him. No, no, no. It, but it's, but I'm fine. I mean, with again, that. I'm I, I'm leaning towards this Inception route where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I guess, I guess, I, I think there's there's a miscommunication. I think we're on this the same page, but it's basically that we're setting yeah, the audience up I from the same yeah. place. <laughs> I don't think she's that does. I don't. That I don't think we're setting. We it believe up her past. The same place she is at. Huh? That's what I'm saying. So I guess show I guess what her I'm, remembering what I'm to say that, here way, is that Then I'm okay. You know, but if you don't show her. I, I I guess I guess I guess I guess what 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 I'm trying to imply with that opening is that because because there isn't really cinematic language in James Bond for seeing someone remember things that way is that. I want so then, that opening oh, her, to be implied as how she remembers yeah. things. And maybe yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. when okay. that opening that ends, sense. we show she, her like waking up and remembering it. Or, or, you know, like kind of like... Because otherwise, okay. the way you were cool. saying it <laughs> sounded just to me like we're just showing yes. this. Yes, yes, okay. You're, and you're, you're, you're right. I, I was I was, I was was hoping it would be implied <laughs> I, that that's how she remembered it. Remembering it. So that we're like, okay, she's super suave. But then that's the other. 
I mean, yeah, and and even even if it's even if it's just like after that opening bit, you know, we see her sit like that classic James Bond scene where she sits down at a table with some informant and who have they have a history and they're chatting about like the old days, right. and it just you but get that vibe of that like, oh man, being James afterwards. Bond is so cool and like, so the only suave. Way you can see that she self deceived herself is by seeing her after the fact. You know, that's the difficulty for me of like showing these flashbacks. And then going back to that time, because we don't see any point where she's like, yeah, it was a great mission. It went super well. I loved it. And then seeing like that. I mean, I think it's I think to some degree it's it's breaking down this whole yeah, James Bond. Totally. I just think uh, it's not self-deception. Like perceived so notion. I, like you a know? mine was breaking down the James Bond stereotype. But that's not self-deception unless we see her deceiving herself we have but, to see it we have to see i okay i I, th- I think we're on the same page because i i do think this is i, I at least at least and again yeah. we can get into yeah. all of the nuances and stuff but we're on we're on the same page about we need to see her self-deceiving herself and that's and that's that's what we're we're getting across here and we can get into the finer nuances of, of how you would film that and 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 the pacing and everything but basically she is self-deceiving herself um faster so to, to to wrap this up, um, what I, I think we're good with fade. with yeah. with with double oh seven uh, scars never fade. Cool. I don't uh, remember so what, what kind of posters are, are we seeing here. Um, I mean, yeah, usually it's just him standing <laughs> there. The posters. Um, Skyfall was pretty cool. It was like him falling yeah um i mean i i like it's just like it would be cool to see the t- uh present and past of her pointing like yeah, guns although again at each the other over white out, there really just double of seven stars of never fade one mission it's yeah but but i i just see it as like an old school uh like you know bright colors like flamboyant spy and then kind of a more gray muted like, or what we could have is um we could That's have a her standing in front of a mirror and so like half of her is like this beat up version in the mirror it's like a fancier version or something i know i no. i like i like that but uh, mirrors mirrors are tricky with with james bond um I- um Wow, that's a classic. Oh yeah, um, I kind of like walking and let's, standing. Um, He's just... right. Yeah, they're 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 the the contemporary posters. Honestly, are, are though, a lot the gun more, like barrel. simple and clean. Center around the gun um, barrel. So somehow oh, we could. True. Um, okay. So okay, we're back. yes, yeah, we're we're back. We 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 took a, a momentary break there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, w- do you want to wrap up the poster really quick? Because because I, I had a thought for the poster, and then and... oh, I hadn't thought. I still like the mirror. Wow, it's just they're they're so, so stereotypically so classic. So it's got to be them just standing there. No, but but uh, if you look at the Casino Royale poster, where it's him and then a silhouette of Vesper with like. The, the casino oh, behind him. That one. I, I think it would be really cool if we had her, you know, James Bond or the 
our, our, our female lead. James can be a female name. That, oh, okay, fair enough. It was the top thousand female names from 1880s to 1980. Really? Yeah, no joke. So, okay, I'm on board. So, uh, whatever. Yeah, cool. <laughs> James. Uh, sure, James. So, so we have her standing there, and then the silhouette behind her, you think is just another woman, but it's actually her in a different way or something. And so it's like, it's it's her and the silhouette of her and something in the silhouette, double seven along the side. You know, it's like it's standard, but I think it would. I think it'd be cool. I like cool. it. I okay. Like cool. I like that. Well, well, I mean, you you you've already solved two of my things. So the next one's going to be what what her name should be. I'm cool with James Bond. Great, James Bond. Why not? <laughs> Boom, solved. Solved. Um, uh, so the the quick thought I had, yeah. Um, and then I just had another thought randomly right now. That was oh shoot. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, so along what we were talking about with the self deceiving. And it, maybe it was just how you were picturing it in your head and how I was picturing it in my head. But even if we just had like that opening montage, like you're talking about, and then it ends with her sitting self-satisfied, in the briefing room and the guy's like, Oh, so that's how it happened. She's like, yeah, that's how it happened. And then just like walks out right. and like super confident in myself. Right. So like, that's kind of what I thought. Um, and then I'd be like, okay, she totally is thinking that's how it happened. Right. I'm more and then we can jump back in time then you just have to figure out if you jump back in time we have to see her like just that she's deceiving herself as she goes like she's just oblivious to how this actually works or she decides to forget or something yeah or, I mean, I th- or I we could have it in the future like after that where things force her to kind of reconsider what she had so she has to come to terms with it so I don't know yeah, I, I kind of like the coming to terms with it stuff. I like that too. So yeah. it's like another that is related, it turns out. Like some of the person that she just killed, his, it turns out his right-hand man now has an operation. You're like, oh, shoot. Right. Like he's got to go after him. And then suddenly like all this stuff and it turns out he's just doing it because she did all this bad stuff. Right. Well, and, and even, even something. Like, yeah, you know. and, and even things about like, you know, her getting betrayed by someone and like, you know, maybe in the montage we see it happen and it just seems like in a classic James, you know, old school James Bond way, it's just like, she, she turns and like shoots him and it's like, ah, you know, but then when she actually goes back and looks at it, it's the emotion of like, I trusted this guy, like shoot, you know, and, and I got this scar to prove it, you know, or whatnot. And the, the girl that she likes and then bring him. I, I, so the random crazy thought I had was how, how crazy would it be? If she like, it was it was a movie about her journey where she starts out as like a Bond girl, and then be <laughs> a double O agent. <laughs> if, so it, then, if it was if it wasn't a Christopher Nolan film, I would so agree that would be fantastic. I know because then you could have the poster of her in the Bond outfit and also oh God. In the, the Bond girl version. A Bond, so, a Bond girl becomes Bond. <laughs> becomes bond yeah but i like i like this more so oh, but that's that's so good i love that and we have another yeah. myth that forces her to confront it mm-hmm. and also um somehow have this love interest that yeah um yeah i i i i think that the love interest died so either the love interest died or she's like 
all hunky dory with the love interest now because she's James Bond and is able to do anything. And yeah. then the love interest dies at the end of the present mission and help forces her to also confront what happened in the past or something like that. But it could also just be in the past. Yeah, I, I, I it's just hard. I, I like... It being hard to overcome something, hopefully that emotional, like. Well, I think yeah. that's. I think it's part of it. Is she, she hasn't gotten. She hasn't confronted it because she's kind of buried it. You know, it's it's whatever that stage of grieving right, is. Right. You know, the uh, denial. Like, denial. Yes. Or she's, whatever. She's kind, of, yeah. she's kind of just been in denial about most of <laughs> her life. Um, or at least this past mission. Yeah. This. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. Sweet. So. So, so quick re- re- recap just ju- just just to wrap yeah, this yeah. up so so we can we can get this james bond epic james bond scars never fade i like it i, 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 I do too it's a, it's a solid title dude um it works better as the one where it goes back in time with the scars but i mean we can still show scars in this and kind of where she got them and whatnot but um yeah that the part of it is she has scars and she, like, either doesn't remember. The guy's like, how'd you get that? And she's like, huh, I don't remember. Like, well, like, I, I, th- I think it should be more that she covers it up with some, or, like, you know, she, she has a different story, uh, or, or she kind of skews it, you know? Because, um, like, we, we've met a lot of people that, you know, especially you get to a certain age where the way you describe yourself is not how other people remember you, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, right, true. So true. Um, so, okay. So I, I guess before we, we dive into this, this recreation, what do we see as the scene prior to the James, the 007 music intro? It would be her shooting, fighting and killing the main bad guy of a previous mission. Okay, cool. Cool. So, so she breaks in very coolly. He's like, Oh, I'm going to press the button. She's like, don't do it. And then psh- like, almost like I, I think it should be almost be like classic yeah uh james bond of like he's got a missile and a big red button and exactly <laughs> it's like whoa exactly. um, okay so so that's how that's how it opens we go to this james bond musical intro with a song by you know taylor swift or whatever <laughs> no, it has to no, be- no who's 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 that no, guy john legend um, Let's get John Legend to do one. Didn't he already do one? No, who's who's that guy like that, that you really like the the so and so in the three hundred something? Oh, um, James, uh, Jason Isbell. Yeah. What if what if it's what if it's him? Three hundred unit. Yeah. I don't know. It's I'm just throwing it up. I think John like, Legend would be a good. Okay. I think John Legend. Yeah, it's kind of poppy. I could have sworn he already did one. Maybe not. Okay. So John Legend does does the music or for, for Scars Never Fade. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Um, then uh, we, through that intro, we see her whole, you know, career as James Bond with all of this, like, fantastic, you know, like... Oh, I nice thought it was just and... previous mission. I, I, I mean, maybe, maybe it could just be... Yeah, okay, fine. Just the, 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 her previous, the previous mission, and you see kind of this montage of how, how good it was and, and everything. Um, and then we, we jump right in, we see that that's kind of how she perceives herself. Um, and then we wrap up, uh, and she goes into this new mission and over the course of this new mission, we, you know, we get these moments where she is forced to remember how things actually happened as opposed to how she has chosen to remember them. Um, and, and they may, may or may not involve Maybe in order to hunt down some of these new people, she has to go back to places that 
because it's related yeah. like so it's the same kind of group and so in order yep. to find traces she's got to go back to these places that she went to yep and and kind of deal with the the, the fallout and and everything and, and it involves this this woman that she was in love with and then had to uh yeah something happened to her well yeah we gotta figure out what happens with this woman because I mean, I, I think I, I just kind of think in the in the Vesper kind of way. I think this woman saved James by like selling herself out and gets killed, and so and James has to deal with that repercussion. Oh, so 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 that way she, you know, because then she forces herself to remember all of the good times with this woman, but in actuality, yeah. this woman like sold her out and was kind of sketchy. Wait, I thought you said she. Or no, I mean yes, it's, she she sold her out for a good reason, but it you know it, it's a it's a messy it picture. Saved her. Oh, I she, thought... she did. Oh, but but it, but it's a messy. Also sold sold her out. No, so, so so the love interest sells like herself out and secrets uh, and government secrets in order to save James. Right. Yeah, and then and then she dies. Right. Right. right, right. Yeah. So so really, just what I'm trying to get across is it's messier than you'd normally like want from well that just seem like a hero and then you'd feel really crappy because like that's do the same thing you're just like ah oh, she's such a good person why am i still yeah. alive that seems like a good psychological thing or if we want to take it one step further because she sells out government secrets mi6 is like you have to kill her so that's oh, what i was thinking like yeah that's why i was saying like having the twists to me is like for some reason she's got to do it yeah. and then yeah if mi6 is like you've got to kill this person because they yeah. about government secrets but the only reason they did it was because to save her jane yeah like that's a pretty crazy and that would be sad that would be sad right and you can understand why she's kind of repressing a lot of these memories and feelings yeah exactly i like okay done that's that's James Bond. Scars never fade. You look like you're thinking about something. You have no. It just. <laughs> it just. Um, yeah, it's so good. I just want to make sure that we get like you just got to give the past part enough time to like have that relationship grow, right? Because it's. Not I mean, impactful if if it if you don't feel yeah. like they're really good together. So- so, so what, 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 the way I kind of see it yeah, is yeah. the the opening musical sequence kind of gets across this vibe of classic James Bond. So it sets us up and like this is this is kind of where we are. But then each scene that we jump back almost feels like a scene out of Comet, you know, where we're dropped into these kind of intense moments in their relationship, you know, whether it's when they first meet and, and whatnot. And so all the scars kind of tie in somehow to their connection um, i like that to each I, other you know and so so so, so some of really the scars that, about their connection but also the mission yes. and how they kind of yeah 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 so she sells out at the end she sells out the secrets in order for james to survive and then mi6 is like you've got to kill her because she knows too much and has been proven unreliable yeah we won't and, and now anything else yeah the foreign powers have control over her because she's you know, given secrets. So like, <laughs> and, then, and then she shoots her love interest and becomes the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> no. <'Cause> she... <laughs> oh, geez. 
I know. Um, I just want that because I want to direct that scene. Yeah, yeah. Where she's like, <laughs> is... she comes in, and the woman probably knows her love interest. Yeah. Probably knows, and they just have that scene together. Ah, what a great! I know. See, that's the kind of short film that I would just write as a short film, but it doesn't have as much impact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you don't have the context. You don't have the which. Actually, you know, I will say uh, Casino Royale, the opening scene is black and white. Oh. And it would be really cool if the flashback scenes were black and white, maybe, or just some of the scenes. I don't know. That, maybe yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. maybe it doesn't work. No, no, but I think it I think it could work. I mean, mm. honestly, the way I'd almost want to do it is have the present stuff in black and white, but yeah me too actually because <laughs> then the past stuff is like yeah it just met- yeah but 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 also but yeah it it wouldn't work it works in retrospect but i think when you're watching it for the first time it wouldn't make sense for the present to be in black and white no it's true yeah shame you hmm. you could just i mean that would just be a directing thing of different color palettes. right you probably yeah, have exactly. like more vibrant colors and then have more desaturated colors in the present yep yeah, yeah. The present would be Spectre, and the past would be Skyfall. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I hope it's not that much past. No, sorry. I know. It's but, just, yeah, Spectre didn't do it for me. But, okay. Wow, uh, I really like this. Scars never... I, I do, too. I'm, I'm we, we, have, we have cracked this one. <laughs> Our longest episode so okay, far. Okay, so can I, can I recap the, the film? <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure, so go for I, it. So we start out this... James Young, James Bond, or maybe not Young. Well, whatever. It's some James Bond who's a female who's badass and is playing up all the stereotypes of classic James Bond, going into the bad guy base, breaking in, getting up to the guy. He's got a big button about to launch a rocket to destroy some Istanbul or something. Um, and uh, she's like, no. Some Somehow, very coolly, stops mm-hmm. him. They have a fight. Wins. Yes. She succeeded. Boom. Cut to credits over fun montage of her breaking into bases, being really suave, meeting a girl, seducing her. Boom. So James Bond. And then uh, finishes up with um, a notepad, this guy writing it down. He's like, so that's how it happened? She's like, yeah, totally. Something like that. Uh, And then goes off. Boom. She's out. Seems to be doing well. Goes and buys milk or something. Then gets called in for another mission. Whatever. <laughs> buys milk? Yeah, she needs milk or something. <laughs> so she buys milk, goes home, seems to be mentally sound, maybe. Uh, and then, um, I don't know if you'd want, like, a little telling thing at the end of that, like, little sequence of, like, she sees something and there's, like, a second pause that's, like, a little too long. And then she gets called back in. There's another mission. Boom. The guy's brother or whatever, assistant or whatever, is taken over and is doing a new branch of paramilitary, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so she's like, great. Got to go on it. I'm on it. I'm the best. Goes on this mission. Runs into a bunch of stuff. Triggers flashbacks um, of these specific scenes of the previous mission, you realize, and also how um, this girl... uh, that she met was so involved with it over time she gets closer and closer to this bad guy and you start seeing both the effects of how the past actually went and how the present is not the way at the golden kind of way she predicted and then at the end coming to terms with this bad guy 
and then I think the the final coming to terms would have to be getting the call. Like she gets captured in the past, the girl's selling herself out to save James Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. call from MI6 that this person needs to die with her license to kill. And then I feel like that scene has to be after capturing or killing the bad guy. Um, And I think she'd probably have to not kill him this time. Just as like a learning moment. Or maybe there's that scene and then the present is her deciding not to kill the guy um, and, and bringing him in. And Bryn's a little safer, right. and she's accepted herself a little more. Scars never fade. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Cut to credits. Boom. Credits. Scars never fade. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. That's a pretty good. I I think I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, check out that. That'd be my favorite one so far. Theaters. Oh, I I, I want to see the poster for that one. Oh, I have Yeah, you can work sweet. on that one. Cool. Well, see you next. See you next time. time. Thank you for checking out this Thank episode you so much. of Story Brigade. Story Brigade. We're getting, we're getting that pronunciation right. We're getting Story it Brigade. down. Story Brigade. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you here. Yep. Hope you enjoyed this uh, fun story. Yep. And we, we'd like to thank Anchor. Uh, the Anchor Podcast. Anchor Podcast makes it so easy to make podcasts, and we really appreciate it. Uh, it we has hope made this. you don't regret that they exist, because <laughs> now we're making podcasts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks to Us them. and everyone We're else. now making them. Yes. Um, hopefully you can, uh, check out the next episode of Story Brigade, uh... Whenever it comes out. Whenever it comes out. <laughs> maybe weekly, maybe bi-weekly. Yes. Who knows? And, and be sure to check listings at your local cinemas for the next yeah. incredible... Stay show. kind, treat each other well. And watch movies if that's your thing. Yeah, if that's your thing. If that's your thing. Thank you.